What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. All right, here we go on a Wednesday with Get the Ball Rolling. Super happy and excited, as always, to have you guys here on the studio listening to everything uh, that we bring to you, both FBS and FCS. A lot of uh, fun things that uh, are coming here at Get the Ball Rolling. So uh, FCS Week 3 was quite interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, We had a couple of, I guess, redemptions, if you want to call that. We had an an upset of of an FBS opponent. Congratulations to the Citadel. And overall, uh, the playoff pitcher might be starting to take a little bit of shape as we enter into conference play, a lot of conference games. Uh, this week, still a few preseason games. I cannot wait to get into the conference games because uh, I've followed this, again, I followed the Big Sky a lot uh, during my time at, uh, as a child being around Weaver State and SUU, uh, Southern Utah. And so I followed the Big Sky, but now adding these other people into my repertoire or uh, into my fold of in which I watch and, and I feel and I, and I um, you know, always intently uh, checking the scores and stuff like that. This has been the uh, you know, last season. This season, I've been really big into the FCS, so I cannot wait uh, to see what happens. All right, so some surprises and disappointments from week three of the college football uh, FCS uh, week. Uh, North Dakota State still looks like the best team. Uh, they put the beat down against Delaware. Uh, still look like they are a superior team out there. Really kind of an interesting team. I definitely want to keep... Uh, tabs on them and keep of what we can you know what what happens with them I don't know if they're going to win the national championship but as of right now they're looking like one of the best teams I really like James Madison I like South Dakota um, Towson as well but right now they look like the far superior team uh, Jacksonville State definitely got their redemption uh, over Eastern Washington now it was at home so granted, you're you're not on the road, and and Eastern Washington uh, going through a little bit of a of a, a like I kind of thought a little bit of a hangover, I guess you'd say that. Uh, you know, they get to the they get to the national championship, and and it's hard to get back. I mean, you can ask Hello Sweeney and Clemson, and you can ask Nick Saban and Bama, and you can ask Kirby Smart and Georgia. Those have been the last people that have been to the national championship recently, and it's hard to get back. And you kind of get a hangover. Uh, you know, what could we have done wrong, wrong, right? What would what we do? Did we do wrong? Those kinds of things weigh on your mind, and uh, definitely going to be something we want to watch. Uh, Eastern Washington, it was still predicted to be the best out of the Big Sky. I had UC Davis and Weber State with uh, Eastern Washington coming in third. So definitely teams to keep an eye on. Uh, Maybe they hit a little bit of a downhill. Uh, Jacksonville State renews what they did. I mean, they lost to Southeast Louisiana. Uh, Are they going to be coming back to what they were? Sarah Cooper looked really good on Saturday, but, you know, are they back? Uh, Or, you know, was that just an anomaly where you just didn't play well in your first game? But losing by 21 points, I'd say that's a pretty, I mean, that's a bad outing. So, uh, and then we, like I said, we don't really know uh, what, 
Jacksonville State is capable of. Uh, next up, Youngstown State beating Duchesne. Definitely a big surprise. Uh, I said at the first year, I said, you know, Youngstown, I thought I thought they were a year away. Obviously, this year they've proven me wrong. And uh, they're coming up, and I really think that uh, they're a team that will be uh, formidable in the Missouri Valley Conference. Definitely a team to watch. Uh, this team is really top-heavy, and I don't know what they'll look like against uh, North Dakota State, against South Dakota State, against Northern Iowa, against Indiana State. Uh, they're just kind of sitting there, and once we get into conference play, that's why I said I'm super excited to see what they'll be able to do. Uh, Central Arkansas, no matter what, continues to, to grind out the wins, beating Abilene Christian 31-30. to Blew my mind that they got the win. Uh, I was actually kind of sold them off. They did beat Western Kentucky in the first game. I can't remember who they played uh, two weeks ago, but you know, right, they're, right now they're 3-0. They're on their way to Hawaii. Uh, I hope they have fun in the sun. I don't think they'll beat Hawaii. Uh, however, right now they're 3-0, and they're looking really good. Uh you know what? That some some people say it's luck, but sometimes it's just about grit and determination of, of just getting the job done. Uh, and then we don't really know what Weaver State is capable of. This team did not score points against San Diego State. Understandable, but San Diego State currently is undefeated in the FBS, and they held them to six points, and they could have beat them on multiple occasions uh, in that game. They beat a pretty good Cal Poly team. I mean, I'd say a middle of the pack for the Big Sky, but still a pretty good team. I think that they're trending upwards uh, from last year. And I do like Cal Poly and everything that I've seen. Uh, uh, Coach Aristotle Thompson was on the uh, on the show. So, you know, I really like that Cal Poly team. I, I, I promise I do. And Weaver State looked really good against them. And then they go to Nevada. They were winning for a little bit. Uh, they ended up not getting the win. Uh, you know, Constantine had a couple of errors. It doesn't matter. I really would like to see what they are truly capable of as we enter into this next uh, kind of go around with uh, this next week, right? I mean, we have a lot of uh, the they're back at it this week. We'll see. Uh, I believe that they take on Northern Iowa here in a little bit. So we'll know a little bit more as it progresses into it. Well, um, let me check this. Yes. And then... Uh, Towson at Maine, and that's, this will kind of be our, our next segment and stuff, but honestly, Towson and Maine, what a great game. I was very impressed, uh, number one, with what uh, Towson was able to do. They forced four interceptions. Now, Chris Ferguson absolutely had himself a game. Uh, maybe not, uh, how to say it? Maybe not. Uh, I mean, he wasn't as accurate as what he has been in the past, but he had a really, really good game. I was impressed with this. He threw for 401 yards. I mean, that is impressive. As far as quarterbacks go, he's definitely probably top five now. Uh, a lot of people are... Uh, a lot of people are are kind of disputing that, but uh, it's kind of up for debate because I believe that... Um, there are a couple other really good quarterbacks out there, such as, you know, Jake Mayer. Uh, I even like Preston Rice. I mean, he's not putting up the numbers that these guys are, but you know, Chris Ferguson's got to be one of the top dogs here and is extremely, you know, impressive to what he's done. Tom Flacco had a great game, uh, 20 for 34, 232 yards, one touchdown, zero INTs. Uh, he did take one sack. Now, that isn't as uh, important, you know, but you know, as a as a quarterback, you always want to want to make sure you're not taking those sacks. And uh, 
making sure you're keeping care of the ball. And that's what they did. I mean, they definitely took care of the ball. That's for certain. So, you know, again, I'm really impressed with, with both of these teams. I don't think that it's man overboard for, uh, I don't think it's man overboard with what's his name. Um, Maine. And uh, I'm sorry, I was looking up. I wanted to make sure it wasn't actually uh, Constantine did not play in the game for Weaver. It was actually a man by the name of Caden Jenks. Uh, He is a sophomore. And so I just wanted to make sure that uh, I was getting you the right stats there. But no, I was really impressed with uh, Towson and Maine. I think both of these teams, uh, Maine does not look like they're having a CAA hangover after winning it this last year. So congratulations to them. Uh, Three wide receivers for Towson. Both all had over 60 uh, receiving yards, which is uh, a big help. Again, their defense forced four INTs. Uh, Ernest Edwards for Maine had 116 yards receiving and one touchdown. Uh, Towson, after taking control of the game at the 417 mark in the first quarter, they didn't trail afterwards. So a very impressive uh, a very impressive performance going up to Orano, Maine, uh, especially from Towson. Now, Towson, it's still the CAA. You know, they have a team like Nova, which is going to be a really hard uh, game this upcoming week. They have a team like James Madison, Delaware, Rhode Island, Elon, Stony Brook, all these teams, even William & Mary, Richmond, Albany, These maybe these more of a bottom tier. Uh, they're more on the bottom end of the uh, the bottom end of the conference honestly have looked really good as this as the season kind of rolls along and uh, again really impressed with both these teams they're definitely I would not I would be really surprised if if these teams didn't make the quarterfinals so uh, mark it down again everybody wants to know who's going to make the the quarterfinals who's going to make the playoffs right literally everybody I talk to well who's your pick who's who you got who's your pick and I'm like honestly Two teams right now that look like a solid lock, Towson and Maine. North Dakota State looks like a lock. James Madison looks like a lock. And it will continue to roll. I don't even know. I have James Madison. We'll go into this a little bit more. But I have them as our second best team. But I don't even know what they're capable of. Maybe Towson's a little bit better. I want to see it. I can't wait for these matchups as this year rolls along. I don't want to hit fast forward. Because if you hit fast forward, then you blink and football season's over. And then I'm back to it of, uh, you know, kind of going over. We'll have our postseason, you know, recaps. And then, oh, here we go you know, preseason again. And you had to go through that long months, summer months. Now it's not a bad thing because I'm not in school, but go through the long summer months of just waiting anticipation. Now this is the fourth week. Can't wait. Uh, let's hope that it doesn't go on too fast. So uh, that was our game of the week this last week. Towson at Maine. Towson ended up winning by a score of 45 to 23. Very impressive. Uh, Towson remains unbeaten. Maine drops to one and two. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about Maine uh, later as we go into the games of the week because they are on the road uh, against Colgate so this upcoming week. So definitely uh, a game that we were going to, you know, the eyes of the nation will be uh, looking at that game. All right, so next up, we will be stepping aside with a little break, uh, bringing it back. We will go over our top 15 in the FCS, uh, and then we will go into the games of the week Uh, brought to you by Get the Ball Rolling. So stay tuned after the ad break. Top 15 games of the week. All right, we are back. Always grateful for Anchor and what they are able to do for our podcast and all of our listeners. Always uh, grateful for them. All right, so we are moving on to our FCS 
week number four, uh, top 15, I guess, end of week three, start of week four, top 15. Okay, so first up, uh, we'll, if there's a change at the position, we'll explain ourselves, and we'll be moving on to the games of the week afterwards. So number one, uh, no change there. The North Dakota State uh, Bison almost said Vikings. I don't know why. Uh, the North Dakota State Bison uh, still have the top spot. The number two team, the James Madison Dukes, uh, they stay there as well. Number three, South Dakota State Jackrabbits, also there. Here is where it gets a little bit more fun. Uh, we still have Towson at number four, and uh, very impressed. I, I don't, I cannot break into the the top three until I see a little bit more. Again, if Towson beats Nova, I might be willing to move it. We'll see what South Dakota State does this weekend as well. Uh, so I believe they take on SUU. So definitely going to be watching that game to see what happens. Same thing with James Madison. Uh, the number five team last week was the main Black Bears. Number five this week is the UC Davis Aggies. Uh, very impressed with their win uh, this last week, uh, beating Lehigh the way they did. We'll see what ends up happening uh, as this week kind of rolls on. Number six, uh, which was previously held by the Aggies, is the Fort Furman Paladins. Now, I understand you're asking yourself why. They've played a bunch of FC FBS teams. Very, very tough. And uh, almost got some wins. Uh, very impressed with Furman. Uh, they've, I believe they played Virginia Tech last week. Uh, they're looking like a really good team. I want to see how this team might progress forward. Kind of look like Wofford there uh, coming out of that conference. S looks like the Paladins kind of have that on lock. We have them as our number six team, and uh, we'll be definitely watching them throughout the year. Uh, our number seven team, which was previously... Oh, no, I, it did not change. We have Weaver State uh, from the previous week, and Weaver State still here. Again, big question marks around Weaver State. What is going on? Uh, what are they capable of? Definitely want to be keeping a, a watch out for them. Uh, see if they can kind of creep up. They do have UC Davis on the schedule, so uh, we'll know a little bit more as the season rolls on. Uh, number eight, which was previously held by the Paladins, is now the home of the Maine Black Bears. Uh, couldn't drop Maine out of the top ten. They're still a super good, talented team. They did lose to Towson, where you know UC Davis and Furman. And Weaver State all looked really good last week, uh, so moved them down just a little bit. But I would not be surprised if they're able to crack into the top uh, five as the season rolls along. Number nine, you have Central Arkansas with their win over Abilene Christian uh, last week. Uh, it was also Central Arkansas kind of stayed stagnant just due to the closeness of the game. Uh, had they blown them out, I might have uh, felt a little bit more inclined to move them up to number eight, but uh, I feel really comfortable with them at number nine. They do take on Hawaii this week, which I don't think they'll win. Uh, a lot of uh, contributing factors, a really long uh, flight out to uh, Honolulu where they will play, so kind of tough. Uh, number 10. Uh, Kenesha State Owls. Now, I moved them into the top 10 last week. They were 11th. Uh, number 10 last week was Eastern Washington. And it's, it is difficult. Uh, Kenesha State looked really good against Kent State. But uh, they do play in the Big South. And I don't know what this team, again, is capable of. I would like to see... Uh, Kenosha State uh, go up against Campbell, go up against Monmouth, and uh, we'll see what they do out of the Big South. Right now, they're the favorites. Uh, here, I get the ball rolling. I still think that Monmouth and Campbell are both uh, pretty formidable foes, so I want to see what happens. But right now, we feel really comfortable having them breaking into our top 10. Uh, number 11 is the UNI Panthers, previously number 12. Uh, Move them up a week. Uh, 
or up a spot. Their defense is looking stellar. I really like uh, everything that they've been able to do on the defensive side of the ball. They have uh, this one safety, number nine. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he has been looking absolutely uh, stout and stellar. Um, really just overall good performance. They have the 28th uh, best defense currently in the FBS. So uh, definitely a team that you're going to be wanting to keep some tabs on. Uh, next up is the number 12 spot is Illinois state. Now we've moved everyone up pretty much just one spot from the, from the last week due to uh, Eastern Washington's uh, loss uh, as they have dropped out of the top 15 uh is the Illinois State Redbirds they have a big uh, game this week uh, I might even move them up a little bit depending on uh the game this week if they absolutely blow it out uh we could maybe move a team that's stagnant like uh, Central Arkansas uh down a couple spots uh losing with Illinois if Illinois State gets a big win uh this next week taking on NAU uh number 13 we have the Montana Grizzlies now they did go to Eugene they did score 3 points uh, their offense has looked really really good uh so We'll see what happens with the Grizzlies. Now, consistency is key, uh, but we'll see what ends up happening. Number 14 is Nichols. Uh, they're one of those teams that I'm like, I don't know what to do with Nichols. Everybody keeps on saying they're good. I've only seen them play. I've only really seen them play. Sorry about that. Our uh, audio kind of glitched out there. Uh, against uh, Kansas State. I haven't really, uh, we don't really know what they're capable of. Everyone else is seeing top 15. We'll, I'll put them there and we will see uh, how that kind of fits and fills. And then 15, breaking back in out of our uh, preseason top 15, bringing it back is Jacksonville State. Now this is tentative. They beat, they lost the Southeast you know, uh, Louisiana, they beat Chattanooga pretty convincingly and they beat Eastern Washington. Uh, not by much though. And that is a really good football team, but, uh, they showed a little bit of grit and a little bit of determination to come back. So we'll see what happens with Jacksonville state as this season rolls on a couple others that were receiving votes, uh, from our fans and also teams that I have written down Montana state, uh, Villanova and Youngstown state could potentially be breaking into our top 15 would not be surprised if Southeast Missouri as well. Uh, Murray state has looked really good. I'm telling you, I really like Preston rice. I want to see what comes of it as the season rolls along. So that is our top 15 here. I get the ball rolling. Um, Okay, moving on to the games of the week, the overall FCS game of the week. Obviously, when we have a top five matchup and not, uh, I mean, one versus five, you got to put them as the best team, kind of like last week, uh, a four versus five uh, game. North Dakota State taking on the UC Davis Aggies. Now, UC Davis has looked really good, uh, as has North Dakota State. Uh, I don't know what happened in the San Diego UC Davis game, but uh, it, I mean, it was a tough sledding game. They got the game done. They were just, you know, I think it's just one of those games where you're just happy you got the win. Uh, now they're going to Fargo. Uh, it would be a huge win. I mean, we're talking UC Davis becomes the number, if they win this weekend, UC Davis becomes the number one team in the nation, hands down. If they can go out to the Fargo Dome and win. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. I, I, I mean, I would, Love to see it happen. I always like a good upset. Uh, I believe it's streaming on ESPN Plus. So if you uh, definitely tune into that, if you potentially can. And, you know, I don't think it would be an indictment of North Dakota State, but UC Davis needs to go after them. Uh, and we'll see what ends up happening. Really excited to see uh, 
the outcome of that game. And out of the CAA, our game of the week is Towson against Nova. Both of these teams are undefeated. Uh, like I said, I gave Nova and other uh, probably send about 18th, 19th in the nation for us here. Uh, we only do top 15, but that's just kind of a, a ballpark. They're still 3-0. and uh, We'll see what happens. They're a really, really young team. I really like them. Daniel Smith is a great quarterback, a transfer from Campbell. Uh, but Towson has looked really good, and they're number four in the nation. Uh, uh, depending on what happens, I might move Towson up if they, you know, win convincingly against Nova. Uh, they are at home uh, back in Johnny United Stadium. Uh, if they win conven convincingly, I believe Towson could overtake South Dakota State, depending on how South Dakota State plays against uh, Southern Utah. So definitely going to be watching the outcome of that game. But uh, one of the unbeatens will fall in of the last two in the CAA. Uh, Towson after will be traveling to Florida. So uh, kind of a tough game, but I would I. Honestly, here's a little bit of a secret. I would not be surprised if Towson wins. Shane Simpson, uh, Tom Flacco, great offensive minds, great defense. I love, love, love Towson Tigers this year. Uh, afterwards, we have the Patriot League. We have Colgate against Maine. Kind of already talked about it. Colgate is 0-3, and I believe this is not the way they wanted to start out. However, I love Colgate uh, and the university. They've worked really well with us in, in our uh, media when we brought them on, and uh, I was impressed with what they did last year, going 10-2 and in the defense that they had. Uh, they've struggled a little bit uh, this last week. They played against William & Mary. Uh, and Grant Brenneman was hurt. We'll see if he'll be able to come back. Uh, if not, that will be an extremely big blow. I hope he can get back to being healthy uh, as soon as possible, honestly. And uh, if he can't, it will be a big blow for Colgate. Uh, and then also to see if Maine can, can bounce back after last week's loss. I mean, again, it's not a sad loss. You lost to Towson, which is uh, one of the top five teams in the nation. And uh, I want to see how Chris Ferguson responds after throwing four interceptions. But overall, I, I'm impressed with both Colgate and Maine. And Maine also worked really well with us, so I, I love this matchup. Um, next up out of the Ohio Valley, and I've kind of tooted his horn uh, a little bit and tooted my own horn because I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, Murray State against Moorhead State. I think Murray State, uh, the racers roll in this game. I'm really feeling confident about that. They looked pretty decent against University of Georgia. And that was they put up 17 points. Now people say, well, you know, they played their backups. They, you know, by the second quarter, their third or fourth string was in. Doesn't matter. You still put up 17 points. Arkansas State this week, zero. Zero burger. And uh Murray State put up 17 between the hedges. That's right. At Georgia. So uh, I think that is a really uh, big statement. I want to see how the racers do in the Ohio Valley Conference, and uh, we'll see what ends up coming of it. I think they'll beat Morehead State. Morehead State has two uh, wins against, I believe, Division Two teams, so uh, not really convincing there. Uh, they did lose to Illinois State, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep a little bit of a pulse on it, but definitely want to see uh, if Murray can get the win there. Uh, the next up, Missouri Valley, we have Illinois State against NAU. Again, I talked a little bit about it as I put them at number 12. We'll see how they win. Uh, again, a lot of questions around them. Uh, Montana, Nichols, and Jacksonville State, kind of our bottom uh, four out of the top 15. Uh, you know, they're home, uh, so they should roll them. I'm actually really excited. My, my uh, university is playing Illinois State this next year. Uh, 
but that's just kind of a random tangent. But uh, excited to see what Illinois State can do against NAU, and hopefully uh, they win convincingly. If not, we'll definitely have a shakeup in the in the top fifteen, and uh, we'll be moving a lot of teams around. But Illinois State right now they're sitting just outside of the top ten at twelfth. So if they can beat NAU and NAU is a good team uh, and do it convincingly, they'll definitely be moving up in the polls. Uh, the out of the big sky we have Montana against Monmouth. Uh, Monmouth uh, went into overtime against Albany. Now that is uh, not a bad game to go into overtime with. I was very impressed with Albany and uh, that coaching staff. Uh, really good uh, people up there as we as we talked to them this year. Uh, Monmouth, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, we'll see if they can get the win like uh, against Montana. Now Montana's at home. I think that Dalton Sneed is going to have a big game. And uh, I'm really impressed with this Montana group of kids. Again, uh, it's kind of a big question where they did play South Dakota. Uh, they played against, um, Oregon last week. So we don't know what Montana is really capable of. It's still kind of preliminary, but I want to see them play, you know, UC Davis. I want to see them play Montana state. I want to see them play Weaver state. Let's get going. Uh, but this will be a big win. Uh, Monmouth was eight and three last year. Uh, looking pretty good right now. So definitely keep a pulse on that. And out of the big South, we have Campbell against Davidson. Uh, Campbell is number one in, or not Campbell, sorry. Davidson is number one in total offense. Uh, but I think Campbell, uh, they did beat Shaw in the end, the Shaw Bears. I didn't even know about the university. Kind of a cool name. Shaw Bears. Shaw Bears. <laughs> kind of like Shaw Bears, but kind of a cool name. And they were off for a week, so they had a whole week to prepare for Davidson. Uh, I would like the Campbells in this. They're down there in Buse Creek, North Carolina, going to get crazy, going to get wild. Uh, excited uh, overall for this football game, and, and I and I truly mean it. I am excited uh, to see what this team could potentially do. I do like the Camels. I believe they were uh, third preseason uh behind Monmouth and Kennesaw State, uh, but I put him above uh, Charleston Southern, who looks you know, has been blown out a couple times in big games. So I want to see uh, some fight out of the Fighting Camels. So we will see. All right, so that is the games of the week. Again, we have a lot of, we have a couple of uh, top 10 matchups. Uh, Montana, I mean, like everybody's playing, and I cannot be more excited to see each and every one of these games. Again, uh, in a couple weeks, I believe in two weeks, uh, we have Northern Iowa taking on Weber State. And it's just, we're just rolling. And as this as as the season rolls on, I mean, you can't help but think, what I mean, what is the playoff going to look like? That's why we always do our top 15. So you guys can go, okay, that's what our playoff is going to look like. That's what we want it to look like. Um, but overall, excited to, to, to do it. Uh, you know, Northern Iowa, uh, is a team, um, just pulling up their schedule just to make sure they've taken on Idaho state at home. And then they're traveling out to Ogden on the 28th. And I 99% sure that I will be in attendance in that game in Ogden. Uh, it should look Honestly, it should be a really good game. I cannot wait uh, to watch that game as it unfolds. Uh, just a little bit about Weaver state. Um, as we go forward, um, we have, they're taking on Idaho, uh, Southern Utah, NAU, UC Davis, Sacramento State, North Dakota, Montana, and Idaho State. So they avoid Montana State. Uh, they do have to go to UC Davis. They have to go to Montana. Uh, so we're definitely going to be keeping uh, a big uh, pulse on what they can do. So definitely be watching them. 
looking for him. Uh, we'll see what happens as this season rolls on. So uh, just sorry, I just had to give a little bit of a tangent for Weber State because I will be uh, most likely in attendance at that game up against Northern Iowa. Cannot wait. Should be good to go. So anyway, uh, tell your family, tell your friends. Let us know what you think about our FCS section of the podcast. Uh, I know on Saturdays I've been doing a podcast that is a Saturday special about teams on the FBS that I've been impressed with. Now, I'm thinking about potentially opening that up to the FCS as well. Uh, you know, one of the first teams out there would be Central Arkansas. Definitely going to, to talk about them potentially. We'll see what happens. So stay tuned. A lot of fun things are coming from Get the Ball Rolling. Have a great week and keep the ball rolling.